This is Bethel Temple Church's podcast. Here at Bethel Temple, our desire is to see people changed, delivered, and set free as they experience the light of Jesus. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. So I just want to real quick share with you about what has been going on in Washington, D.C. What have we been up to? And so I know that, uh, you know, this year has been quite a year, right? But let me just start the week that COVID-19 hit at our Urban Outreach Center. We were operating in full ministry mode. As a part of our short-term missions program, Missions DC, we had over 30 college students staying at our ministry center. They were engaged in everything from homeless ministry to youth at our youth after school program. They were ministering to young mothers and their children through our pregnancy center ministry and multiple reorganizing and painting projects throughout the ministry center. And there's photos that you can kind of flip through there showing some of that activity. And they were reorganizing. They pulled out stuff and they were painting and they were doing all that kind of stuff. But it all came to a stop on Thursday, March the 12th. When they were all called back to their school so that they can check in and then check out. They were all being called home. But see, in response to, to that, what was going on, we had to decide how would, we, how would we respond to that. So in response to what was going on, people uh, walk, had to walking out of their jobs, leaving their jobs, not being able to provide for their family. In response to what was going on, in partnership with the Capital Area Food Bank, we were able to repurpose our ministry center to be a food distribution hub. All of our other programs, that had to kind of be a pause. It had to go on pause. But the one thing we kept going was our food distribution program. So we uh, launched this food distribution program where we distribute fresh and shelf-stable foods. Pre-COVID, we were serving 200 families per month at our food pantry. But with multiple sites, we are now serving over 500 families per week. And see, in the last 12 months, you know, we have touched over 10,000 families with the gospel. Come on now. See, we didn't just give them food, but we were giving them stuff that we had printed out and, and encouraging them. And I would even share while people are standing in line. You probably see some photos. You can run through some photos of that as well. Uh, people just standing in line, and, and, and I just go out and just start sharing. People coming to know Christ standing right there in the line. Over 12 over 10,000 families touched with the gospel. And since 2020, March of 2020, we have distributed over 2 million pounds of food to families in need across the city. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. And I can tell you that we would not 
have been able to do it without partners like you, without your support. Go ahead and run the video. clap for what he's doing. You see, COVID-19 has not changed the mission to reach the lost. Amen. COVID-19 has not changed God's plan and purpose for our lives. Amen. It didn't change that at all. You know, COVID-19 has not changed the great commission. See, mission is still the heart of God. Missions is still the hope of the condemned. Come on now. Missions is still the health of the church. See, the mission of the church is missions. A anybody with me on that? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine so uh, before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Church, if there was ever a time that we as Christians need to shine our light, it is now. It has been these past 12 months, 13 months. It is now. And see, to do that, you know, we've got to uh, get outside the walls of the church. Amen. Right? We, we got to be outside the walls of the church. Because, you know, in here, the Prince of Peace rules. But out there, chaos reigns. Come on now. Now, see, in here, we are citizens of the kingdom. Amen? But see, out there, we are foreigners and aliens. See, in here, the good news is known, all right? But out there, some have not heard yet. In here, God is love. Out there, God is mocked. Come on now. See, in here, the cross is the power of God, but out there, it's perceived as foolishness. In here, believers find refuge, but out there, the world is perishing. See, in here, we encourage the saved, but out there, we rescue the lost. In here, Christ cares for his church, but out there, his church cares for the needy. Amen. See, in here, we strengthen our faith, but out there, we put our faith in action. In here, our needs are met, but out there, we meet the needs of others. In here, the good news is taught, 
but out there, the good news is spread. See, in here is a training ground, but out there is the mission field. God bless you. Thank you, church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're pumped. We're ready. Hallelujah. Glory. Uh, Will and Kendra and the boys, they're, they're going to be down at this table right here. So come down after the service and greet them and, and be blessed by the rest of the service. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Get this mic on. Amen. Amen. Look, if you didn't get excited on that word, if you didn't get excited as a believer, something should have quickened in your spirit right away. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. Thank God that we can come alongside of Brother Will and Urban Outreach, and we're looking forward to being able to go back again and serve alongside of them in D.C. Amen. Amen. Hopefully some of you will be able to join with us as we go. Don't these flags look beautiful? They're real colorful, and you see all these colors and, and things that you see. Each one of those flags has distinct color. But, you know, every color in the spectrum, you know, on the, on the color spectrum depends on one thing to make it visible. One thing. One thing that makes these flags, everything, you, as you look around, you see all the beautiful colors there's only one thing that makes these colors so brilliant, and that's light. That's light. Likewise, we, as, we, as we, we give our hearts to God and we become the disciples of Christ, there's, there's one thing that helps us and keeps us. It's one thing that, that, that helps us to carry the message, to live our lives holy and set apart the way God has, has ordered for us to do so. And, and guess what that is? That's one thing. It's the holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Aren't you glad for the Holy Spirit? I'm glad for I'm Look, I'm excited that, that God, he didn't leave us down here by ourselves without any power, but he said he's going to send it. He gave us that gift. Look, when Jesus told his disciples, when he came and he said, follow me, look, his light, they followed him. You know, they were looking at him. They were watching the light of Christ as he, he, he went about doing and, and demonstrating and teaching them. But, but later on, later on, when the Holy Spirit came, see, see, they, they no longer were just walking around, be just following and doing Jesus, walking behind Jesus. See, they became now emboldened. They became, uh, they got the, this new power in them, and now they became the ones who would go out now and do the work. See, they were no longer just followers, you know, but now they became confident and bold proclaimers of the gospel. Something about having the Holy Spirit that will help you to go out and proclaim. You don't go out all nervous and scared, you know, not sure what to say. Because God told you, look, if you study and you get the word in you and then you go, God, he's going to give you exactly what to do. The Spirit is going to lead you and guide you. See, one time those guys were just, you know, hanging and hiding out in the, in the rafters. But when the Holy Spirit came, those guys became bold. They're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Show me which way to go. Where? Look, where the lost? Where the sinners? Remember y'all used to be like, I mean, y'all still like that. <laughs> oh, 
Listen, a few weeks ago, we, we, we celebrated the whole, one of the holiest days in, in, in the Christian faith, and that was Easter. Easter, and a, and a, and a, and a few, you know, few uh, uh, months from now, we'll be celebrating Christmas. You know, we'll be talking again about that. And what is Easter? Easter, we celebrated the birth of Christ. You know, he, he came, his incarnate birth. Well, he came down from heaven and, be, and, and took on flesh, but yet he was still God. And then, of course, in Easter, we celebrate his resurrection, death and resurrection. You know, his, his victory over sin, death, hell, the grave. You know, he got up. And because he got up, we all can get up along with him that we are left down here lost forever. His victory. Aren't you glad for that victory today? But, you know, there's a third very special observance of the church that gets often, oftentimes is overlooked. A lot of times we don't even consider it. We don't even think about it. But it's so important. It's so vital in the life of the church. And that's Pentecost. See, that's Pentecost. That's why we can't just let Pentecost slide on by. But if you notice, you don't hear any celebrations about Pentecost. There's no advertisements about Pentecost. You don't see no sales about Pentecost. You don't see... But Pentecost is, 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 is important. It's so important. Why? Because it's the day that the God poured out His Spirit and the day that the church was born. So what is it? It's, it's celebrating the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and it's the birthday of the church. How many of you love to celebrate your birthday? Well, see, you should be even more excited about celebrating uh, Pentecost because it's the birthday of the church. It's the birthday of the opportunity for you to, to reconnect with God. It's the birthday of us being the ones that he called to go out and do the work. Amen? Now, let me share a little bit of history right quick. I'm going to be real short with it. But, but Pentecost is one of, the, one of the three most important festivals in Israel. I'm not going to talk about the other two, but what it did, it commemorated, you know, the law being given on Mount Sinai. And it also uh, uh, talks about, you know, it focused on the first fruits of the, of the harvest. And Pentecost focused on the harvest of wheat. You know, they were going and tithing. That's what they were doing. They were going to give first fruits of their crop. They would, they would give those back in thankfulness to God for blessing them. The word Pentecost comes from the Greek word Pentecoste, which means 50. And it's very significant that this name was given to that festival. Why? Because Pentecost happened 50 days from Passover after the Passover. And so it's very important. And so Jesus, after he had resurrected and, and Jesus gave this command to about 120 of his disciples, and what did he do? He told them to, to, to go in Jerusalem and to stay there. Until what? Until they received the promise of the Father. See, God makes a promise. He doesn't break his promise. See, he's going to do exactly what he said. And in Acts, the first chapter, verses 4 through 5, he reminded them of what that promise was. And this is what it said. He says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. See, Jesus had already let them know that there's a promise coming, that there's something I'm going to leave with you. He said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, I think those disciples got really excited because they, 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 they perhaps thought that this was the moment that they were going to be delivered now finally from that Roman, uh, 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 all that Roman oppression. Oh, this kingdom is getting ready to be risen, and, and, and we're going to be free. You know how we get sometimes? God give us a little bit, and we take a whole lot. 
Now, the Scripture don't exactly interpret it this way, but I could just imagine Jesus scratching his head. I could just imagine him because they asked him. They started asking him questions about, uh-uh, when this is going to happen? Now, he just told them what to do. And I believe he, he, I, could, I, could, I could see Jesus saying, man, these guys don't get it. I can see him saying, if these guys truly understood what was about to happen, if they, if they could just go to the upper room, just go and get into a tarry service. Y'all know what a tarry service is. That's when you go to, you go to the room and you just tarry. You're just calling on God. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. God, pour it out, God. Lord, let me, God, experience you, God. Lord, fill me, God. And no. That's tarrying, praying. Oh, my God, you, nothing else matters. You could be all down on the floor, sliving, spitting. Oh, God, it doesn't matter. See, when you're in a tarrying service, it don't matter how you look. You get real ugly looking when you're in a tarrying service because all you want to do is experience God. I believe he was Jesus said, boy, if they just go, go on over there like I told you. Then they would, look, if they only understood, then they can experience. See, they understood what was prophesied in Joel. See, they understood that he said, and it shall come to pass afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters uh, shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and, and your young men shall see visions. And on, also on your maidservants, and on, on my manservants, and my maidservants, I'm going to pour out my spirit in those days. I, I can imagine Jesus saying, if they just gone to the room, gone up there, and they're going to they experience the thing that they are waiting on. But Jesus, in his omniscient way, you know, Jesus, he, he, he always got an answer. He's never left speechless. In Acts 1 and 7, he said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. Uh, you know, he kind of burnt them. That's what he said. You got burnt. You know, it's not for you uh, to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. What was he saying? In other words, Jesus was telling them, stay in your lane. I already told you what to do. Just stay in your lane. The Father, it's the Father's business. He's going to handle his business. If he says he's going to give you the promise, just go on and wait for the promise. It's coming. See, what he was saying to them is, listen, what I'm about to tell you, that, that's the thing you need to be concerned with. So I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. Why? Because it's about to change your life. And what did he say? He, he, right there in verse 8, right after he let them know, look, stay in your lane, then he turned around and said, but you shall receive power. I'm going to say that one more time. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, uh, be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He was letting them know this promise is coming, and the promise is going to give you power to go out and to do the work that I'm calling you to do. He was letting them know that, 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 that the Holy Spirit is going to be the fulfillment of the promise. It's going to be the fulfillment of the prophecy. And guess what? It's going to be in them, and it's going to be on them, and they're going to be able to operate in the power that they receive. See, you got to understand something. The Holy Spirit is a game changer for them. See, see, once upon a time, they was hiding up in the rafters. They were scared to go out. They was denying Jesus. But see, when the power of the Holy Spirit came, they were, that became a game changer. They were no longer afraid to go stand up. They were no longer afraid to go out before the religious leaders and let people know that Jesus saved. See, because why? Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. 
See, it's the same game changer for us. See, if you got the power of the Holy Ghost reigning inside of you, then you're not afraid to go stand up and cry loud for Jesus. You're not afraid to, 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 to call wrong, wrong. You're not afraid to go and say, oh, I, 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 devil, get behind me. You're not afraid to command the devil to loose his hold. You're not afraid to lay your hands on the sick and cast out the sickness. You're not afraid to cast the demons out of those that's possessed because of the power. See, because it's not happening in your strength. See, it's happening in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. <laughs> see, you got to understand something. See, see, all these flags represent nations. And see, there are people going all over the nations. Hey, Brother Will, he's in D.C. So we got, we got missionaries that are all out. And you know what? We all are called to go out and do some work too. But the thing you got to understand is that the Holy Spirit is the power source of the gospel. See, you can't go out and share this gospel without no power. You can't go out and be effective letting people know about Jesus if you don't have the power of Jesus leading the way. Come on, somebody say, Lord, give me the power. See, we need the power. We need the power. Listen, there's a dispute going on. I brought my, 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 this thing up here. There's a dispute going on about light bulbs. Who created the light bulb? Some say it was Thomas Edison. There are others that say it was Louis Latimer. And then there's some others you can read on some more. Oh, it happened way before then. They created this filament and do all these things, you know, for this beautiful light bulb. But you know what? More important than the light bulb that I'm holding in my hand is the power source that will light the bulb. See, because this light bulb that I got in my hand is of no use without a power source. It's a beautiful thing. It's shaped pretty. It got writing on it. It's, you know, it's, it's all, you know, it's all covered up and it, it looks beautiful. Shaped perfectly. But this light bulb can't do nothing in my hand. It won't do nothing. Can't light nothing. Can't lead nothing. Can't do nothing. It's useless. Without a power source. See, the same holds true for us as disciples of Christ. See, if you out here talking about, I'm a disciple of Christ, and you don't have no power source, you're not connected to the power source, guess what? You're going to be just like a light bulb that's not connected to nothing. You won't have no power to do anything. Come on, say, God, give me the power. We need the power. <laughs> See? We need the power. <laughs> the power source. The power source. See, the same power that, that those disciples experienced that were in the upper room, that's the same power source that's available to us today. But the thing is, we got to be yielded to that power and plugged into that power so that God can use us in the power. See, you got to understand something. You can't perform kingdom work in human strength. It won't work. It won't happen. You can't do it. So you need kingdom power to perform kingdom work. You got to get some kingdom power. You can't find that in the store. You can't find that on Amazon. You can't find it online nowhere. You can't get it from your friend. There's only one place you're going to get the, the kingdom power from, and that's from the God who gives it. 
It's available to us. Matter of fact, I heard it was a gift. That means you don't even have to pay for it. You don't even have to work for it. All you got to do is receive it. Come on, tell God again. God, give me the power. See, see, you got to understand something. When, when, when Joel prophesied, so you got to understand, it's the Holy Spirit. When, when that Holy Spirit power is poured out, see, that's when those sons and daughters begin to prophesy. See, see, that wasn't just a, a, a nice, you know, prophecy that was made, but this is something true to walk out. See, that's when they started to prophesy. That's when the young men began to see visions. See, that, that's when the old men began to dream again. They're no longer looking, I'm just an old man paid away. No, see, when the power of the Holy Spirit is in you, you're always looking, God, what can I do? God, how can I continue to do, God, what you called me to do? That's how, 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 how my mother is able to continue to do the things that God has put in her at the age of 89. She's not giving up. Because even in that, see, she has opportunity to share the gospel, to be, you know, to, to touch people's lives, see, in doing math. Your gifts will make room for you if you give them to God and allow him to use them. But the disciples, what did they do? They finally understood it. They obeyed Jesus. And they went up there, and guess what happened? Just what he said. See, that promise came. It was fulfilled. Look what it says in Acts, the second chapter, uh, beginning at verse 1. It says, that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. They were sitting there. They were waiting with expectation. They were there all together. The Scripture says they were with one accord. That means their minds were focused the same way. And then it goes on to say, then it appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it sat on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, see, what made that possible was, number one, they were obedient. He told them to go up there. He said, stay up there until you get the promise. See, sometimes we miss God because we don't want to be obedient. God tells us to stop. We want to keep going. God says, wait. We get impatient. And God says, listen, if you obey me, then you will receive the promise that I have for you. Second, they were unified. See, it says they were with one accord. That means they were one together. See, there's something about when unity and obedience comes together, God can work. See, when we, we, we yield ourselves to God and we obey and then we unite with one another, God can do something with that. He can do something with that. See, we just, just had this United series. Y'all remember the United series? And we talked about the power of one. We talked about one God and one body and one church, how we need it all to be working together. And God can do great things with that about the power of oneness. And that's what Pentecost was all about, the power of oneness working to the point where the Holy Spirit came and empowered man. So you got to understand, when, when unity and obedience works together, that's when we can experience the manifestation uh, of the power. We can understand, uh, we begin to see the move of God. See, we're looking for God to move, and sometimes we can't understand why we're not, because sometimes we're divided. Sometimes we're not together. We're not walking hand in hand, arm in arm, locked together with the same focus, moving to do the things that God has called us to do. And we're expecting Him to empower us to do this. You ever watch how an army marches, how they march together? They march in step. They not all one up ahead of each other, all walking behind. They step the same way. They walk the same way. They step this on the same beat, and they all walking in a straight line. Why? Because that's unity. They're together. Hallelujah. We got to do the same thing in the church. Look, 
we, we can then begin to understand and experience the persuasion of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is a persuader. See, it comes in and does stuff. He just don't show up to give you goosebumps, but he comes in to get you right so you can do the things that God has called you to do. So spirit, the spirit, the word spirit comes from the Greek word pneuma, and, and, and it's talking about, it's like a current of air. It's like the breath. It's like a breeze. But see, this is a divine breeze. This is not just any kind of breeze. This is not a roll your window down while you're driving down the street kind of breeze. This is a, a breeze that's divine. This is one that's coming from the Spirit of God. As a matter of fact, if I was to put it in my own words, I would say Numa is nothing more than the breath of God blowing on you. Come on, somebody say, God, blow your breath on me, God. See, y'all don't want nobody to blow your breath on you. Like, oh, the breath smells bad. But listen, the breath of God is a fresh breath. It's a fresh air. It's, it's one that gives you power. It's one that renews you. It's one that does things that you need for your life. See, when the breath of God went through that upper room, stuff started happening. See, 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 there was a manifestation. See, you could even see the wind became the, the invisible wind, but you, the wind was there. It was making a noise. It was a loud noise. It was doing something. It was working. And then you begin to see it was a mighty, they say it was a mighty rushing wind. That means I can imagine that breath of God blowing through there and, and, and those people hair blowing back in the wind because it was that dynamic. Y'all don't want to get your hair messed up. Y'all probably say, God, don't blow your breath on me, God, like that, because I don't want you to mess my hair up. But look, God, you can mess it all up, God. Let your wind blow. Let your fresh breath blow. That breath, oh God, of the Holy Spirit. And it just didn't show up to make noise. It showed up to abide in them and to give them power. And what happened? When the Spirit took residence in their heart, it, it manifested itself through their tongue. See, it began, they began to speak in an unknown tongue. Nothing that they conjured up. Nothing that they had heard before. It wasn't a language that they learned while they were in school. It was a language that God gave. And even though they didn't understand their own language, it was a language that the others that had gathered around, they were, they were like, whoo, how they speak in my language? And they don't even come from my country. They're not part of my people, but they're talking my language. The Holy Spirit, they began speaking in tongues. Now, I want you to get it twisted. I don't want you to get it twisted. See, 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 speaking in tongues was the evidence Y'all need to listen. Because see, sometimes we just want to, we just, God, give me, Lord, I want to speak in tongues. I want to speak in tongues. No, speaking in tongues was the evidence. But, but it was the power that made the difference. See, we need to be asking God, Lord, fill me with your power. God, I need your power. See, Jesus didn't tell the apostles to go in, up into the room and you stay there until you speak in tongues. That's not what he told them. He told them to go, stay in the room until you'll be endued with power from on high. Come on, tell God, God, give me the power. See, not only that, and then from that, guess what? The church was born. Mm. He released the power. They got emboldened. They went out. They preached the gospel with boldness, and people got saved. I'm going to say that again. God released the power. They got the power. 
They went out in the power, preached the gospel with power, and people got saved. God released the power. They received the power. They went out in the power. They preached the gospel in the power, and people got saved. Why people not getting saved today? Because nobody's preaching in the power. You got to go out, and you got to go out in the power of God. See, you can't do kingdom work in human strength. Come on, somebody say, God, give me the power. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. So what's the significance? What's the significance of Pentecost for us today? See, we just talked about all the things that happened. We know the story front and back. God, how does it? I'm going to leave you, I'm gonna leave you with, with three takeaways real quick. One, see, when the power comes, what Pentecost means for us today, we get to experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. See, we get to experience the same thing they experienced. See, now we're not going to get, you know, now, I'm not going to say it'll never happen. But, but we're not going to get the wind blowing, the mighty rushing wind and, and the cloven tongues, you know, but, but we get that power. We get the power. And then when we get that power, we can go and do something. And we get his presence. He's with us. See, the same thing that happened that day can happen today. God is still pouring out his power. He's still, he's still dropping it down in us and empowering us to go out and do the things that he called us to do. He's still doing it. All we got to do is be willing. All we have to do is be willing vessels and say, God, fill me up. Let it overflow. See, we need that same power today. And we do that. If we go out, if every believer went out in the power of the Holy Spirit, you have droves of people walking behind you. You'll be looking around. Every time you look back, there'll be some more. You look back, well, some more got back there. It's just like Brother Will was saying. He go out there, the people standing in line to get food. But you know what? He going to spread the good news. See, he going to feed them what, what, what they need more than that physical food. He's going to feed them with some spiritual food that's going to change their life forever. The physical food is only going to feed them for a moment. And after a while, that's going to be gone. I started to say eliminated. But it's going to be gone. But the spiritual food, that lasts a lifetime. Amen. That's a lifetime. So, so look, so, so, so how does the Spirit help us? How does it help us? See, He empowers us to the point that we can be more than we are. We can do more than our physical strength allows. We can, we can, we can do the things that, that are way beyond us to do. Because we weaken our flesh. But in the power of the Holy Spirit, we are strong way beyond what you can even imagine what you can do. Second thing, the Holy Spirit unites us for kingdom work. See, we can't do this work divided. We can't do this work all separated. I'm just working over here on my little, I'm on my island by myself working for the Lord. No, no, God is about uniting us together. Why you say that, Pastor Charles? Because that's what he demonstrated from the very beginning. See, God is, God is a triune being. He's united with the Son and the Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're one. They're not in competition. They're not separated. They don't do anything apart from each other. They do everything together, and they all get the glory. 
See, sometimes we want to get all the glory for ourselves, so we want to stand alone. So somebody can say, that's what you did, and that's what you did, that's what you did, that's what you did. But it doesn't matter, see, because in God's sight, He don't even see us in that way. He just sees us as His children, and He has empowered us to go and do a work, to go out there and bring in other children to be a part of the fold. And we all become what? The body of Christ. It's no part. Well, I'm at the top of the, I'm at the, top of the body. I'm on, I'm on the shoulder. See, you can't say you're the head because Jesus is the head. So you're going to say, well, I'm on the neck. No, you're not. You're just part of the body. In Acts, at the end of Acts chapter 2, you, you see that, you see it happening. They, they demonstrate, that first church demonstrates exactly what it should look like. So what happened? They shared life together. Listen, they learned and they fellowshiped together. They broke bread together. They prayed together. They praised together. They worshiped together. They shared together. They made sure nobody went lacking in any way. And what happened? They were being added to the church daily, such as to be saved. Every day, somebody was getting saved. Why? Because they were working in unity. They were in mission together. It's just like we are partnering with, with, with urban outreach. That's unified. That's a unified. Every time somebody gets saved, we attach to Brother Will. Every time somebody gets saved, we part of that salvation. Every time somebody goes around the world and they reach somebody, guess what? You are part of that because we are joining in together. Ain't no long rangers in the gospel. So you got to understand something. God bringing, bringing in uh, a gathering uh, believers together was not accidental. He did that on purpose. That was on purpose. He told us to go out there, join together. Jesus, even when he sent the disciples out, he didn't send them out. He sent them out by twos. He sent them out together. Whew. See, we live in this culture where individualism you know, we, 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 you know, that's the culture now. I, me, my. Not us, we, they. See, we got to be us, we, they people to walk in this light. Because it's not all about you. But it's about him and his kingdom, his, 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 his glory being done in the earth. So, 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 I'm almost done. Almost done. See, see, there's one body of believers there's one salvation, there's one baptism. See, the Holy Spirit that he poured out, he didn't pour out a different Holy Spirit for the disciples over there and then give another one over there, but he poured out one of the same, and it was the same power that empowered everybody the same way. Last one, the last one. Third is this, that the Holy Spirit empowers us for our mission. See, that's why, that's why, you know, God's timing is so perfect. Today, we're celebrating missions. And see, we, we're thinking about those who are going out into the world, the highways and the byways and all across the nation, going to these unreached people groups. But see, there's also uh, people out here that's right in your neighborhood that, that are unreached people. There, there are people right in your job that don't know Jesus. There are people that you encounter every day when you go out. So you got a mission. As a matter of fact, you've been commissioned for your mission. You already received your commissioning. You don't have to go through no more basic training. You don't have to go through anything. The moment you said yes to the Lord, he commissioned you. He just he gave you your stripes. He gave you your stars. He gave you everything you needed at that moment to be commissioned to go and do the work. 
but it's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to complete the mission. So you can't complete this mission in your own strength. You're going to fail, and you're going to fail miserably. But if you got the power of God working on your behalf, you're going to do whatever God gives you to do. And see, the mission of the church today is the same as the mission of the church that we read about in Acts. It's the same thing for us to be united together in our mission so that we can go out and reach the multitude, so we can go out and reach the masses, because there's a great harvest out there that's waiting for us to come out there together, laborers together. Notice it said laborers. It was a plural word. It wasn't a singular word. He didn't say, I'm going to send the laborer out there. He said, but, but pray to the Lord of the harvest so that he will send laborers. That's us going out there together to do the work. What's that? What's the mission? To go and preach the gospel. That's not just for the pulpit. That's not just for those who hold license. But it's for each and every one of us to go out and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. He already gave us the power we need. We got all the tools we need to go out and do the work that he's called us to do. We don't have to go create nothing else. We don't have to go and learn nothing else because he's given us everything we need to accomplish that. You can stay on your feet. Team, you can come on back. The Holy Spirit gives us that power. I talked about that light bulb. I know y'all been wondering, what's that light up there for? I know y'all been wondering. See, this light bulb is just a light bulb. It's just a piece of glass with some aluminum, some filaments, some writing on it, shape kind of funny. That's all it is until it's put into a light, uh, into, the, into a power source. And just the same, we are just individuals just in existence until we plug into the power source of the Holy Spirit to do the work of God. So what happens when you, when you do this? See, that light bulb that was useless a moment ago, when you put it into the power source, now it can be the light that it was called to be. And see, this is where we should be. We shouldn't just be a bulb disconnected, just hanging in a box, waiting. But we should be the light that's shining, plugged into the power source, and that power source is the Holy Spirit. Bow your heads. There's some of you today that, that are in certain places. There's some of you who are not connected to the source, never been connected to that power source. So the power of God is not in you and through you. There are those of you who were once plugged into the power source, but for some reason your bulb has burned out. And you haven't gotten your bulb replaced. Some of you got a bulb that's in and it's, it's about to go out. I was looking at a bulb in my house this morning and it kept flickering. That's how some of us are. We just this flickering bulb. We got a little bit, but we're not cultivating what God has given us. And you know what's going to happen to the flickering bulb after a while? 
it's going to go all the way out. And so I believe today that, that, that God wants to empower you with his spirit today. He doesn't want you to walk around a flickering bulb. He definitely doesn't want you to be just a detached bulb. But he wants you to be plugged in and shining bright, being the light of Christ. Today I want to do this. That those of you who've never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And I believe that God wants to do that for your life today. He wants to empower you with his spirit today. If that's you today, you're online today, let someone know we want, we're going to pray in a minute. If you're in this house today, I want you to come to this altar. No, no, that's going to take a long time because you already know. We've been saying it all service. God, give me the power. Now here's your moment. This is your moment to get what you've been asking for. There's some of you whose light has, is just dim. It's flickering. It's about to go out. Why is it flickering? Because you've allowed the influences of the world to overshadow, take over the place of God in your life. You don't spend time in his word. You don't spend time communicating with him in prayer. The things of God are not the things that are your priorities. So that power is beginning to just melt away. If that's you, I want you to come to the altar. No, I'm not going to pray in a minute. I'm not taking a whole bunch of time. If you don't want this power, that's on you. If you're online today, I want you to let somebody know, hey, that's me. I need that power. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need the antics. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of acting like I got it, something that I don't have. See, because the Bible says a tree is known by the fruit that it bears. And if you don't have it, look, everybody knows you don't have it, except maybe you don't know you don't have it. And God is saying today, I want you to be empowered. Last call. We get ready to go. We get ready to go. We get ready to go. The power of the Holy Spirit gives you the power to fulfill the Great Commission. If you want to know if your power is strong, Ask yourself this question. When is the last time or have I ever, have I ever led somebody to the Lord? Have I ever been able to go out and preach the gospel to let somebody know that Jesus saves? If you answer that question and you say no, you need to be down here. Because that's what's wrong. You don't have the power to do it. See, power trumps fear. See, fear.
Fear won't get in the way of you sharing the gospel when you got the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. See, that's how Brother Will can stand there. Uh, people all over D.C., he don't know who those people are. Stand in the line. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, he's compelled. I'm a sh I got to share this thing. I can't keep this thing locked up inside of me. It's not just about me making it to heaven, but it's about me being the witness, the preacher, uh, 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 the disciple that he called me to be. Those of you that is at the altar right now, those of you may be joining online today, I want you to lift your hands to God right now. Hallelujah. Glory to you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. We've been asking God to give us his power all day. You said it. I don't know how many times I asked you to say it. You said it. I believe God right now wants to do that. If y'all could be again singing something. I'm going to pray for these down here. Hallelujah. That God's going to do something new. Shout Oh, God. God, you said it's just a gift. It's just a gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just a gift, God. God, he's in his tarot service right now, God. He's crying out to you. God, to fill him. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's right there. It's right there. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Receive, receive, receive. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do it, God. Do it, God. Feel, God. Feel, God. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all should be praying. Y'all should be praying. Y'all should be praying. Oh, God. God, let her reach you, God. Let her experience you, God, in a new way. Let her experience you, God, in the fullness, God, of your power. The fullness of your power. The fullness of your power. The fullness of your power. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Fullness of power. The fullness of power. God, in the name of Jesus. Father, let your power, God, just overshadow this, your daughter. God, give her the power, God. Your power, God, to go out and do exploits for you. God, to go out, God. Lord, and to lead men and women, God, to you. God, to go, God, to cast out demons and devils. The power, God. Lord, to do, oh God, exploits. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Yes, God. Go, God. Feel the young one, God. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah, God. Hello, God. 
today I'm going to pray a corporate prayer that we're going to be ready to dismiss I believe that God wants to fill you he wants to do something in your life today but father we know right now God there are many God who don't have the power of your spirit God there are those right now God who are in their own tarrying way God they're tarrying service God they may be at home they may be even on a hospital bed they may God be at work but father we pray now God that you'll begin God to move God in their life and empower them God for the work that you have called us to. God, it's not about, oh God, just, just being a part of a church. It's not about, God, just, oh God, being a part of a ministry. God, but it's being empowered, God, with power from on high. Lord, that your power, God, would reach, oh God, Lord, from this place to wherever it needs to go, across the airways, God, and fill every space, every heart, God, that stands, God, ready to receive. Really, God, open vessels, God, to be filled. Lord, we thank you for it now, and we praise you in Jesus' name. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, we definitely don't want to leave without giving you the opportunity to come out of darkness into the marvelous light that Christ does provide for us. And so if that's you today, if you're here today, you don't know him, and you want your life to be transformed, we want to pray with you. We know that God's able to do it. He desires, as a matter of fact, God draws you to him. He desires that none be lost. He said he gave his life for all mankind to be saved. If that's you today, raise your hand real quick. If you're online today, if you will let us know, there's a button you can click to let us know that you want to be saved today. If you all would join me in this prayer real quick, just, just a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I accept you as Lord and Savior. You died for me, and you rose on the third day. And because you got up, I can get up out of this bed of sin. Forgive me today of all my sins. Cleanse me and make me new. Thank you today for saving me. It's just that simple. If you made that declaration today, amen. If you made that declaration today, let us know if you're online today. We want to come alongside of you. So you can take your next steps. We don't want you to take those steps alone. Lift your hands to God today. Father, we thank you, God, for all that you've done in this house, in this place today. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to come and celebrate, God, the outpouring of your Holy Spirit. God, we thank you, God, that the church, God, was born as a result of you pouring out your Spirit, God, in the earth. We thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to be a part, God, 
of your great body. God, we pray today, God, that as we leave this place, God, that we continue, Lord, to have our hearts toward you and our hearts toward one another. God, that you will continue to be with us, dwell with us, keep us, and bring us back together again. Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening. To connect with us, visit us at Bethelhampton.com and follow and like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Now go and be the light.